Guys, welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. I'm Megan Pistetto and I'm a free woman, officially. We are free from the chains of Bachelorette, Bogumbachi. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for me, for us. I'm so happy. It's been four long, consistent months of reporting on this franchise. It was brought to my attention yesterday that I have been covering the Bachelor franchise since July 15. I deserve a Walkley for reporting on this natural disaster for four months straight without a day off, without a single day off. I'm exhausted. If I go missing, this is why people <laughs> do not send a search party. I do not want to be found. I'm going to invoice channel 10 for wasting my time and demanding compensation because I am going to be in therapy for a very long time after this. In the famous words of Matt Agnew, this season has been a tremendous waste of my time. So, dun dun dun. The Bogumbachi finale was last night. Honestly, if 2020 were a show, this would be it. I am embarrassed to have even been associated with this hot mess. This week was a week of competitions and look, may the best candidate win. We had Trump versus Biden, New South Wales versus Queensland, Adrian versus Pete and Joe versus Fraser. 2020 is a fucking mess. It's literally the Truman Show, except every single one of us is Jim Carrey. So I'm a little tired today because I was waiting up until one o'clock last night for the updates on the couples and nothing. We're being deprived again. It's like Channel 10 just threw in the towel and clocked off early. They didn't even bother to update us. There's still no Osher, but his hologram was almost as convincing as Tupac at Coachella 2012, I must say. So my predictions were correct as always. Fraser and Pete were the last men standing, but honestly, the whole finale was just one big mess. It was so boring. Such a missed opportunity not to film the finale during the Parks Elvis Festival. Now that would have been good TV. They could have had a Vegas inspired commitment ceremony complete with Elvis impersonator, honestly. What are the producers doing? Or even better, they could have had a BNS ball. I have been to a few of those in my time and let me tell you, it is all it's cracked up to be. Look, all I can say about last night is poor Joe. Sweet Joe, too pure for this earth Joe. <laughs> He's already been ghosted by Ellie once before, but that time it was in private. So this has got to hurt. It's got to cut deep. It's almost like inviting your ex onto the show is a bad idea. I don't know. I also don't get why Joe's dumping couldn't have been done by the flowers like everyone else. Definitely producers clutching at straws, trying to spice things up. They wanted to promo something exciting, but look, it's a little too late for that. Nothing could have saved the show by this stage. I'm just so sad that Joe wasn't chosen. Like, he is husband material. Fraser, meanwhile, is the guy who your friends make you delete his number in front of them and then sanitize your phone in bleach afterwards. Ellie's taste in men is honestly worse than mine. First, she sent Adam home, then Joe. What is she thinking? She must have inhaled the fumes from the producer's crack den editing room as well. Look, at least we got to see Adam topless one more time before he got the boot. 
Let's talk about Becky's runner-up, Adrian, the kite surfing instructor. He is honestly pretty high up on my fuckboy radar. He would be the guy you have a one-night stand with and ends up stealing $20 from your wallet to get a cab ride home while you're sleeping. And then when you text him the next day about it, he replies, sorry, who this? Side note, I cannot believe that we were left with a guy who rolled in on a steampunk. If this is what Australia has left in terms of men and all that an entire production can find, I'm moving. I honestly give up. I'm on the first plane out of here when the borders open up. Okay, guys, before we get into this hot mess and tear this show apart one last time, yay, I'm so excited thinking about it. Please show your gratitude by helping to spread the good word, i.e. this podcast. All of you listening, yes, all of you, pay your dues. Share this with at least one friend. Actually, tell all your friends, every single one. That is not an ask, that's an order. Post about it on your social media. Shout it from the rooftop. Put it in your Tinder bio. Do whatever it takes. Super spread it around. It is the only time I will give you guys permission to be a super spreader. Make sure you also rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Five stars only, of course. Oh, and one more quick thing. As you know, after this week, I will be moving on to my summer series where I will be doing more in-depth interviews with your favorite reality stars. First up is Jackson Garlic, followed by Jamie Doran, plus many more to come. I am going to Byron today as soon as I record this episode and get it up for you guys. (laughs) I'm running off four hours sleep. I'm dedicated to the cause. So stay tuned for that. If you want to follow my personal antics, dramas, dilemmas, situations I get myself into during the trip, because there will be plenty, follow me on Instagram at Megan Pistetto and follow me over my trip and over summer. I'm going to have a hot girl summer. I've got no shows to watch. I'll still be doing the podcast, but it's a reduced workload and praise be I need sleep. Coming up today, here we go, guys. I can't even speak, I'm so excited. Spilling the tea on this show one final time for the year. Amen, get comfy, get cozy, buckle up, say a little prayer for me. So in So Juicy today, I've got Bachelorette bombshells, including all the updates you need post finale. And in So Exclusive, Jackson Garlic reveals what really happened with him and Ellie Miles before the show. And in So Scandalous, I expose the shocking past of Adrian's brother, Jaden. Trigger warning for that story. I will be discussing sexual assault in that segment. So guys, if that is a trigger for you, please remember to skip ahead or simply end the show when the intro starts there if you need. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. This week, Love Island's Josh and Anna announced their breakup. To be honest... I did not watch one single episode of that show because I found it so boring, so poorly produced and the cast not interesting at all. So I've got no interest in those people, to be honest. I barely know who they are, but lots of you do seem to care. So I have done my civil duty and I've got some goss on their split. A source tells me, I know Anna through the grapevine and apparently there was lots of fighting and jealousy that went on from both sides. No doubt Melbourne lockdown would have been tough for them too. Look, I feel like there's a lot more to this story. I feel like there's going to be some bombshells dropped, some more to come. So look, let me keep investigating this one for you 
you guys. Watch this space. Oh my God. Oh my God. Some SAS tidbits to keep us sane. Lots of you are asking if Faras was a mole put on the show to intentionally cause trouble. That is not true. That's literally just what Faras is like. I mean, producers probably knew this before casting him and thought that it would be an interesting dynamic to have him in there. But look, I wouldn't call him a mole or anything. I also know that Faras hasn't spoken to any of the contestants since the show and he's on the out with all of them. No surprises there. Oh my God. Oh my God. Now some gossip about Eden who left this week. The reason that they haven't been showing much of Eden was because he was simply boring. One contestant dishes. He did nothing. He barely spoke. He really didn't contribute much at all. Except during the final challenge, the tightrope challenge where we saw Eden hand in his number due to his fear of heights. Side note, I don't blame him because I have the exact same fear and I don't think I would have done that challenge either. Side note, I probably wouldn't have done any of the challenges. But apparently this meltdown was much worse in real life. He had a huge meltdown about the challenge and lots of it was left on the cutting room floor and they left it short and sweet simply because they wanted to focus on the drama playing out with the bigger name celebs. Oh my God, oh my God. Okay, before we move on to The Bachelor, after that brief pre-dinner palate cleanser, I have an SAS spoiler. Block your ears for 20 seconds if you do not want to know the winner of SAS. So one lovely listener wrote to me this week saying, Hey girl, a lady I work with, her son works with the Honey Badger's brother. He said the Badger wins SAS. You probably already know, but if you didn't, there you go. No, I did not know this until now. So thank you. That's super juicy. Oh my God. Oh my God. Earlier this week, I was speculating that Lockie and Irina may have secretly gotten engaged after I found a comment from Rottnest Island writing underneath their Quokka selfie. Congratulations on your engagement. That's one Lockie Quokka. And that was a tongue twister. <laughs> but... After more investigation, it turns out that it's actually the exact opposite. So Lockie set tongues wagging this week when he attended Melbourne Cup celebrations in Perth alone without Irena. Perth now spoke to Lockie on the day and he told them that Irena didn't attend because she is vegan. Let me read out what he said to them because it's quite telling. The article read, Just days out of quarantine, Irena, who has moved to Perth from Melbourne to be with Lockie, was nowhere to be seen at Suited's event at the Camfield. He explained his vegan girlfriend had simply opted out of the cup celebrations while joking she was probably protesting out the front, but he had no problems attending the event without her. I don't know if I would like my partner joking about me protesting out the front about something that I cared deeply about. Meanwhile, Irina was having a facial and she posted something really telling on her Instagram saying that she hadn't been coping. Now, I've got some pretty shocking info of my own about what else Lockie got up to during his solo outing. One person who was also in attendance at the event said, Lockie and Irina are still together, but he wanted to go and party. He didn't want to stay home and miss out, but obviously Irina is against horse racing. He was really drunk and behaving inappropriately. He was going up to women and saying some really vulgar things, disgusting jokes and making gestures and towards the end of the day I witnessed him doing a vile act. He's just a party boy. They will not last more than two minutes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Let's talk about our most recent batchy couple, Ellie and Fraser. I still can't believe that Ellie actually chose Tim Sim's best friend. It's a no from me. Look, he's just flying off the spectrum of my fuckboy radar. 
And look, most of you agree with me. Someone left this savage comment in the Facebook group this week saying, Fraser is the guy on Snapchat that wants to exchange pics and then is disappointed when it's of your face. <laughs> Actually deceased, RIP me. Look, I'm attracted to Fraser the way that I'm attracted to footy players. You know they're bad roots and you know that they're gonna ghost you when you finally give it up, but you still go there. Now, Channel 10 finally posted the blandest video I've ever seen of Ellie and Fraser together. It was drier than a rye crosket. It was the most awkward 30 seconds of my life. My Kylie Jenner lip kit has more personality than the two of them combined. So the video shows them sitting further apart than the social distancing restrictions in Melbourne at the moment. Ellie, <laughs> blink twice if you're being held against your will. Her body language says it all really. I have shown more affection to my Zinger Burger from KFC. It all just seems like a bit of batchy propaganda to me. I mean, Fraser literally kissed her forehead after she said that they were boyfriend and girlfriend. And then he said, grouse. Like, <laughs> you know, it's true love when the person you confess your love to replies with a one syllable slang word. Then they read out some lame ass script written by their publicist, word for word. I think that they've been watching too many Amanda Mickler videos. They said, we're excited to share our future with you. And to me, that just translated to, we're really excited to share our discount codes with you guys. Show me proof that those two did not go on the show for fame. I'll wait. Oh my God, oh my God. Now, last week I reported that Fraser had been hitting the town in Brisbane and telling people that he is single. I've got more intel on this shocking behavior. Turns out he wasn't just hitting the town claiming to be single. He actually told everyone that him and Ellie had broken up and that they're just keeping up appearances. And he's already slept with girls, multiple girls, plural girls, since filming wrapped. My source said, I know a few people that Fraser has hooked up with after filming wrapped. He hasn't been well behaved at all. Wow, he really is Tim Hanley's protege. Tim cheated on Britt Hockley during a nightclub appearance just after Paradise had finished filming, so he really is Tim 2.0. Another source told me, my boyfriend is on Fraser's AFL team, and he said that Fraser told the boys him and Ellie had already broken up. They've stayed mates, but it was all just a ploy for them to get more fame. Guys, the plot thickens. Oh my God, oh my God. Last night, there was also a rumor circulating on another website that Joe and Ellie had been seen at the beach together since filming wrapped. Now, now, I went straight to the source for this one, guys. I wanted to find out if it was true or not. I've asked Joe and he told me that he definitely has not been to the beach with Ellie since filming wrapped and they are definitely not together now, but they are still good friends. Oh, sweet Joe. Oh my God, oh my God. Speaking of producers throwing in the towel on this season, we didn't even get Ellie and Becky's hometown. I was watching the show last night and I just realized, I'm like, hold on a minute. We didn't even meet their family, which is so weird considering the whole show is based upon their family and being from the country. And yet there was no footage of either. I know for a fact that they filmed their hometowns as, remember I said during my interview with Rachel Arahill that my friend in parks saw them filming. They saw Ellie and Becky in parks with the whole production crew doing the hometown filming. Now I'm confused why they wouldn't have shown the footage. So I've gone to my trusty production source who told me we decided to scrap the girls home visits because not much happened to be honest it was pretty boring so we just decided to cut it we shortened the season to keep it quality over quantity and it wasn't rating too well anyway oh my god oh my god i revealed last week on so dramatic that becky and pete did not last longer than one week 
Shocking news. I know we're all devastated. We wanted a happy ending for Becky, but it just wasn't meant to be. So Becky revealed on Carl and Jackie O today that Pete dumped her via FaceTime just a few hours after they left their three days together. So I guess it turns out that Pete is the real fuckboy of this season. And honestly, this is why I have trust issues, guys. Oh my God. Oh my God. However, there is a possibility of Becky getting her happy ending with another contestant. Guys, she may have done a Blake Garvey. According to one source, Becky has been going on secret dates with Adrian since filming rap. They told me, I'm a high school teacher and my colleague teaches a family members of Adrian's. She told her that Becky chooses Pete, but they break up after a week due to distance. As recently as three weeks ago, her and Adrian were seeing each other quietly to figure out if the relationship had legs. So I guess we will find out after the update tonight. And I think Becky even admitted today in interviews, I haven't had time to really look, but pretty sure that she mentioned on Carl and Jackie O that they had caught up. So watch this space as well. Oh my God, oh my God. So I've got an update on some of the Batchy boys who didn't find love during their time on The Bachelorette, but they did find a good relationship with each other. Some of the boys from Ellie and Becky's season are in the process of moving into a Batchy pad together in Bondi. WA boys, Adam and Trent, are moving to Bondi and moving Moving in with Shannon because apparently they all formed such a close bond in such a short amount of time they all want to now live together. To summarize the important info here, all we need to know is that Adam is moving to Sydney and praise be. Sydney just recruited one very eligible bachelor and on that note I'm now going out in Bondi every single night. Oh my god, oh my god. Another quick batchy update. Sam aka Dolphin Boy has been hooking up with another batchy babe. He has been seeing Emma Roche the stage 5 clinger from Matt Agnew season. They have been hooking up and dating for a number of weeks but I'm told it's nothing serious just yet. Oh my god, oh my god. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. So for today's So Exclusive, I'm going to play a snippet from my upcoming summer series interview with Jackson Garlic. I'm going to put the full interview up next week, um, probably on Tuesday, and then I'll have Jamie on Friday. I think that's what I'm going to do. Sorry, just ran out of time today, but I'll keep you guys posted on when it's out. I'm sorry. I know I keep depriving you. I keep stringing you along. But for now, to keep you guys going, here is just a little sneak preview. I thought I'd include the section about Ellie in this Bachelorette finale episode, just so we can, you know, wrap the whole thing up with a nice, neat little bow. So here's Jackson. <laughs> Sips tea. Mm. Um, so with the question everyone wants to know, what happened with you and Ellie Miles? Oh, this is Because I know that there was more than a pash. Go on, tell. <laughs> do you, do you want me to tell you what I got told? What did you get told? I got told that you were dating basically right up until Bachelorette was announced in Sydney. You were dating and like, yeah, hooking up for a number of weeks, seeing each other. It was quite serious. She was actually bragging to friends about hooking up with you. She'd snagged a good one. Or well, something. I can't, I can't confirm or deny that. I just know that it was, it was almost impossible to date anyone in between filming Bachelor in Paradise and that airing. Oh yeah, because you were on contract as well, so you were Correct. trying to keep on the download. Yeah, so it filmed in November and then aired in June. So there's like seven months where you got to like, and ever, and it's not like it's the only reason, but it's, it's like you go out, you get like papped or you look like you're doing something when you've been literally oh i don't i don't think i was announced though but still you are under contract that you can't have any spoilers so 
You were dating her, what, over... That was filmed in oh, November. Oh, we went to a few festivals and that together. And, like, to... Uh, to <laughs> To respect her position on the show currently and her current relationship, I will not confirm or deny. Or deny, please. <laughs> Wait, so when was when were you like hanging out with her? What months was that? Summer. December, Jan, Feb. Jan, Feb, maybe March. March. April? Yeah. No, not that long. <laughs> so oh. till March. Oh, I don't know, to be fair. I so you were dating for... You were dating. hanging Okay, hanging no. out for four months. I wouldn't say four months. She was telling people you were dating. Who was she telling? Some mutual friends I've got. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to trap me. This is entrapment. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, me and Jackson should, are dating. Should have prepared she a said statement. She was saying that she was like really into you and stuff. And then next minute she was announced as a bachelorette. And I'm like, hold on, what the hell? Yeah, hold on, wait a minute. Yeah. It's 22. Get my, I'm trying to figure out the timeline. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, there was a lot going on back then. I don't know what was going on. It was like bush fire season into COVID <laughs> and everyone was like Fuck. bushfires actually yeah. no because you had your bushfire event and yeah I saw you guys there together so that's when you started dating then around then oh, I don't know because that was know. December that was January and you guys looked pretty loved that up there Jan- no, that was January like <laughs> like 12th or something I think or 8th of January it was early Jan so that's when it all started I don't know listen so anyway there's more than a hookup <laughs> I'll take the awkward silence laughing as confirmation anyway no comments all I need, really. I want to. I want to respect for her. She's a lovely girl, and like she's like she's obviously watching the show play out. It's finished filming, and like she's doing exactly the same thing as what I did after Bip. You know, having this undercover relationship, and just, I don't want to add any angst or turmoil to. Fair enough. You want to be a gentleman. Situation. Yeah. So yeah, what do you think about Ellie? Like, is she a cool chick? Yeah, like uh, you know what's funny? Uh, it's it's almost like the last few seasons of both Bachelor and Bachelorette, where everyone started to become quite skeptical and and, and cynical of the. The, the star, you know, the bachelor and the bachelorette. Like it's it's like everyone's been digging dirt so that they can bring this down and like yeah. I'm not looking Me. directly at you, but <laughs> in the, within these walls. Uh. Nah, but I think that it's wh- wherever you come from, you're gonna have people that don't like you. And I think if you dig deep enough, you're gonna find people that are gonna have something bad to say about you. Unless you live your life as a literal nun, a saint, like if like That's so but true. you could go you could go back to where like my high school and people would say People say some shit about me and like. So true. I've got a lot of enemies. Yeah, like, but you know what? I think when you have enemies, it means you've stood up for yourself at one point in time. Yeah. You're not a pushover. And I, I don't like people can say, "Oh yeah, she's this and that," and like she does this. It's like, well, you're only casting your opinion on her from whatever interactions you've had with her. So. And you're never going to please everyone. Not nev- you'll gonna- never please everyone. Yeah. It's a simple maths. Is that you'll only please the people that you put effort in with. Because a lot of well, I think she's quite boring on TV. I'm going to be blunt. But right. a lot of the boys are saying that they didn't think she was worthy to be the Bachelorette. Oh, really? Do you agree? Oh, I haven't seen much on TV, but she's mad fun to hang out with. Oh, really? Yeah, like I've been to festivals and stuff with her. And so she's like, cool. Yeah, like, you know what? When I was on the show, I was so vanilla because I was like semi-stage On your fight. best behaviour. Yeah, well, I, well, like naturally I suffer. Like I don't suffer because I haven't been diagnosed, but I've diagnosed myself. <laughs> but like I've got so much energy. ADHD. I've got so much energy. On the show, I was like, oh, shit, am I going to do something wrong if I do this? Am I like, should I do this? Should I do that? Should like so it's like you've got these inner battles with yourself is like how much should i be myself and how much should i kind of listen to producers it's like it's a weird matrix mm. of individuality versus conformity because what they're pushing you saying do this do this but then you've got to take it with a grain of salt and Correct. not always do exactly what they're Correct. saying and i think like if you look back to like they, they've rated sophie monk as probably our best bachelorette she was probably like at a stage where she was mature enough in her tv career to be like fuck, i'm just gonna do what i want i'll be my own personality yeah i'm gonna have these producers nagging me but fuck them i'm gonna just do what i want to do and it made for good tv it wasn't so coerced and you know scripted mm. 
She was my favorite bachelorette. So this new season, they basically bagged Ellie and Becky out saying that they're not worthy to be the bachelorette. Did that happen on your season with Angie or was everyone like super like happy to have Angie? Was there anyone that was like bitching about her? I'm not going to, I can't even talk about the current season because I don't know any of the blokes from the current season, but I just feel like there's an element of saltiness there if you say that, if you just went before your time. Like if you think, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm going to make top two. And then if you don't, or if I'm going to make top four or wherever, if you have expectations of yourself and you don't, then it immediately becomes like an inwards thought about, oh, okay, what was I doing in that situation? It's an outwards projection on the girls. So like a bit bitter that you didn't make it further. Yeah, like that's right. Like every time someone doesn't get attention like ultimately she's choosing other guys over you so naturally you have a tendency <laughs> to get salty you know like yeah true. i guess it is what it is unless you spend enough time with him be like you know what we're not we're not into each other we'll live on our own accord and if if some blokes that left on their own accord did say that which i think was a b yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. First like night. he could say that. Like, and he has every right to say that because he's like, no, I made my decision. I didn't stay around. I met him once, and I was like, no, not for me. I'm out of here. So good on him. So the guys that are staying and then bagging them out, it's like, well, just leave. Leave. Can you leave? Because that's yeah. another question. A lot of people have said that they don't let you leave, but then other people have said you can leave whenever you want. First hand knowledge, I don't know. I never try to leave. You never try. This is bad behavior. Everybody, calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. Hey guys, just before we get started on this segment, I just want to point out that it does discuss sexual assault. So if that's a trigger for you, please skip ahead until the end or even better, just end the episode here. Um, I'm sorry. Okay, guys, Detective Megapus on the case again this week. And look, this is quite a serious investigation. I actually debated whether or not to include this, but I think it's something that should be known if someone's going to go on TV. I just think that there should be proper background checks in place before people are put on TV and thrust into the public eye. So the fact that Adrian's brother did go on TV this week, I actually decided to go with the story. I've known about it for a few weeks. I was just kind of waiting to see if he would be shown how much he would be shown how he behaved on TV. So yeah, that was my reasoning. I hope that you guys want to hear the story. If you don't, please just let me know. Um, Slide into my inbox and just let me know. Just so I know for next time about what type of content you guys want to hear. I'm still, you know, figuring that out on this podcast. So yeah, please give me some feedback either way. Okay. So one of the contestants came forward to me and revealed that in the mansion, Adrian spoke a lot about his family members who had criminal records or had been in jail. The contestant said in the mansion, Adrian spoke a lot about his brother being in jail and he mentioned that he had other family members who had also been in jail. Another witness who knows the family well told me, Adrian has quite the colorful family. He is mad going on this show. Hometowns will be very interesting, but I'm not surprised because both him and his brother Jaden are obsessed with being famous. They have both applied for the show and others many times before and have been knocked back numerous times. They also alleged that Adrian is currently unemployed. They said he is not a kite surfing instructor. The money he has came from a DVA payout and pension for injuries. However, with the injuries he said he sustained, he wouldn't be able to kite surf. So I've done some further digging to get to the bottom of what his brother's charges were for and To quote Adrian's brother Jaden himself, it's amazing what you find out on the internet. So in February 2019, Adrian was involved in a drug raid which occurred at his mother's house. Adrian was arrested during the raid for obstructing police when they arrived. He wasn't charged, but he was kept in cuffs for the duration of the raid. Drugs were found in the house and his brother Jaden was charged with possession. Jaden has also been charged with supplying and possessing prohibited drugs on two other separate occasions. 
In 2019, he was also charged with five counts of raping a woman in 2016, along with seven counts of observations or recordings in breach of privacy, genital or anal region, seven counts of distribution of observations and recordings in breach of privacy. He was jailed for six months for this from May to November 2019. Then in 2019, the same year, he was also charged with sexual assault, two counts of common assault, assault occasioning in bodily harm on another female victim with the incident taking place in 2019. He was jailed for three months from December 2019 to March 2020 for these crimes before receiving bail. I do need to point out here that both trials are still ongoing and the next court date is the 9th of December. Jaden is also quite popular on Instagram and OnlyFans. He had an OnlyFans account where he used to charge $14.99 a month for photos. Now, while Adrian's brother isn't the only one in his family with a criminal history, and I have dug up the records of his other family members, I have decided not to mention them here since they were not featured on the show. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let, let's focus. Okay, guys, that's all I've got for you today. I'm going to bathe in bleach to rid myself of the demons I attracted this season, the germs I contracted, because crikey, that was a lot. I just had to throw in one more crikey for the road, one for good measure. So next episode, I've got Jackson for the first guest for my summer series. Then I've got Jamie. Stay tuned for that. It's going to be a lot of fun and I cannot wait to show you those interviews. They're super, super juicy. If you enjoyed this episode, which I know is all of you, please subscribe, rate and review. Five stars only, of course. Please keep sharing So Dramatic Around more than reality TV stars share themselves around the reality TV world and more than Fraser shares himself around Brisbane. If you have any requests, questions or receipts, please slide into my DMs at Dramatic Podcast. I'm still shadow banned on Instagram, so you may have to go through my personal page at Megan Pistetto to find it. If you haven't already, join the Facebook group, aka the Drama Army ASAP. That is where the real tea is being spilt with my savage queens. That's So Dramatic Podcast when you search in groups. And we will still be having our threads for SAS on Monday and Tuesday nights, and we will continue to spill the tea in their daily. No rest for the wicked, i.e. us thirsty tea drinkers. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. See you next episode. Ciao for now. Kind regards. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So Dramatic with Megan Pacetto.